thrives on knowledge and intuition. One man has consistently defied odds, challenging the status quo, pushing boundaries and guiding us into the depths of human wisdom. This man, known to us only as Ken, has been the guiding light in a labyrinth of confusion, the harbinger of discernment in an era of information overload. For years, he has ignited minds and sparked countless debates with provocative questions and thought-provoking answers on the show that redefined the way we perceive our reality, Ken's Think Tank. Season after season, Ken and his guests have unearthed truths, unraveled mysteries, and inspired us to think, question, and wonder. But all good things must come to an end. Now, the shadows of the final curtain begin to loom as we brace ourselves for the grand conclusion. The stakes have never been higher. The questions never more profound. The answers never more essential. This is the final frontier of enlightenment, the ultimate pursuit of knowledge. Get ready to embark on the last journey into the abyss of the human mind, where every episode will strike a chord, every revelation will resonate deeper than ever before. Prepare for the explosive culmination of a saga that has held us in its grasp, leaving us thirsty for more. It's not just a season, it's the end of an era. It's the final call to those who dare to challenge conventions, break out of the mold, and unravel the tapestry of existence. This is the final season of Ken's Think Tank. Dive in as the final chapter unfolds and the legacy of Ken continues to inspire, question, and ignite thought. One last time, let's tank up our minds and think. <laughs> okay, let's lighten it up a bit. That was a bit dramatic. Yes, this is the last season of Ken's Think Tank. This project began as an idea, an old GoPro camera and a headphone boom mic taped to the roof of my truck. It quickly evolved into a full production with a lot of really cool guests. But the world keeps spinning and changing, and we must change with it. Ken Collins Marketing, the parent company to Ken's Think Tank, has outgrown the show. While it has been one of the most fun things I've ever done, after seven years, it's time to end on a high note. This is one of the ten final episodes. I've reached back to my collection and pulled out ten episodes to feature in no particular order. Have you guessed who is featured in this, our final episode? Comment below and let me know if you've guessed correctly. For the last episode of Ken's Think Tank, the one that wraps up the show for good, the final curtain call is here. I've chosen to end where I started. Almost eight years ago, I had an idea for a show, and I needed a guest. The first person that came to mind was Scott Micklin. I gave him a call and basically said, hey, I'm doing a thing. I don't really know what I'm doing. You want to be my guest? <laughs> he immediately said, sure, sounds like fun. 
He called me back later and asked, is Jerry Seinfeld going to sue you? <laughs> That's when I realized I just created a weird version of comedians in cars getting coffee. <laughs> I'm no comedian and neither were my guests. But we've had a ton of laughs in the truck and even a few tears. It's been a wild ride and one that I'll remember forever. Thank you, Scott Micklin, for helping me get the tires rolling. And thank you to all the really great people who've jumped in the truck for a casual drive with a crazy driver. And thank all of you, my viewers, for making all of this possible. I love each and every one of you. There may be another project in the future, I can't say for sure, but I will never forget this journey. Thanks for taking the ride with me. Enjoy. As I drive to pick up Scott, I'm a little nervous. Why am I nervous? I've been interviewed tons of times, several times by Scott himself. But I've never interviewed anyone, well, outside of job applicants. And Scott isn't applying for a job. This is my first Think Tank show with my first guest, and this is my first interview. And this is not just any Scott I'm on the way to pick up. This is Scott Micklin. Scott, who was our local TV news anchor and news director for years. Scott, who has been the general manager of the KSG radio station at San Juan College for the past 10 years. Scott, who hosts a one-hour talk show with local community leaders every weekday morning on his radio station. Yeah, Scott, he's a bit of an expert on how to interview people. I talk too fast when I'm not making a conscious effort to slow it down. I develop an accent that mimics anyone I'm around for more than an hour. I run my words together. I yell at people in traffic. I get lost in the 10 different channels in my head while I'm trying to focus on the one that you see. And I'm interviewing him? <laughs> okay, get it together, Ken. Our topic today is fake news. This is going to be fun. Want to see how it goes? Come along for the ride in Ken's Think Tank. Scott really knows his way around the studio, so I took some time to show him around mine. I asked him if he'd ever been in a studio that was also a truck. I got my studio at 505 Motorsports. You can go there and get a studio of your very own. You'll also need some camera equipment and sound equipment and... You know what? Second thought, don't go to 505 Motorsports to get a studio. Go there and get a vehicle. They're really great at that. We're ready. We're ready. Let's get some coffee. All right. And my crazy, my driving is a little crazy, so I'll okay. Well, I'm do not my admit that I'll do my absolute best not to, not to maim or otherwise harm the okay. national treasure um, named Scott Micklin. Thank so. you very much. <laughs> I'm glad there's no camera pointed at the floorboards because like, there is no brake He's pedal on this side the of the truck. I just want the imaginary brake. Yeah. But it's okay. <laughs> I do have my little chicken handles I can yeah. hang on. They go really south. <laughs> right. I figured it would make for a fun show, just sure. um, people panicking about Ten my drives. Yes, yeah. exactly. <laughs> so I just picked you up from United Way. You yes. are a board member. You used to be the president there, right? I am still the president. Oh, no, you're still the uh, president. For about one more meeting, and then uh, my term will end. <laughs> You've been here forever. You, you, you came here in like 1989, right? I know. Yeah, the last century. You know, that's actually when I left. I, well, I, I won't take that personal, Ken, but okay. And you came here from Buffalo? 
Um, actually, New York? I was I went to college in Buffalo. Oh, okay. And I was working in Elmira, New York, which is about where is that? Three hours away, near the border with Pennsylvania. Oh, okay. It's called the Southern Tier of New York State. Its claim to fame is where Mark Twain met his wife, and he wrote really? some of his um, Tom Sawyer stories during the summers in Elmira, New York, oh, not awesome. on the Mississippi River. Hi. Hi. Um, we what are would at you an like? undisclosed coffee location. <laughs> I will take a small mocha, please. Hot. Okay. And I'm going to do a large one. A large with, mocha? Yeah, with no whipped cream. It just gets in the way of what I'm trying to do. <laughs> <laughs> so now Ken's going to talk, like that, like, interview, drive, and drink know, coffee. Just, yeah. <laughs> do you want whipped cream on the small one? Sure. All right. <laughs> I'm not driving. <laughs> <laughs> no, I have a little Uh oh. You know what? I knew you'd be wearing a tie. Oh, thank so you. So I brought a tie. That I know I feel there. much good. Yeah. That's my Beatles tie. Very nice. See? <laughs> That's good. It goes with my outfit. Exactly. <laughs> what makes Scott Micklin take off his tie, tie it around your head, and just go crazy? Right, that has never happened. <laughs> it's never happened. But, you know, thanks for asking. Back well, I did take house. a pie to the face for Childhood <laughs> last year, so that was that was not necessarily fun for me, but I'm right. sure it was very much fun for the crowd. Um, we're all wearing a, um, what was it, like a leopard print shower cap. Yeah, there's pictures of it. Is there a picture? Oh, yeah. Nice. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. And we're passing um, PMS, KOB, right? Yes. So you're on the board right. with Presbyterian Medical Services. I do serve on that board, yes. You were a long time with, with KOB. 17 news, years. News anchor and right. news, what, news director? News director, yeah. yeah. So so fake news. So where do, fake news, yeah. It, where do you think that came from? I mean, where, how do you think that kind of got well, it started think, outside like, of like regular traditional media, that which may right. not always be the, the dead truth, but... But where, right. like real fake news, where, where do you well, think? Well, I think as, you know, as we see, you know, with social media now, there's so many more sources for news. Right. Um, and those came about from cable TV. And then, of course, you've got blogs and you've got websites and you've got now all these news sources for, for news that have cropped up in the last decade or, or a little bit more. And so I think, you know, in that competitive uh, drive to get people to, to notice you, to notice your website, to notice your news, to notice right. whatever it is you're doing, um, you know, stories would get more and more um, outlandish or sensational <laughs> or, or, or things like that. And, and right. they kind of delve into that fake news category. Then you have the other stories that maybe aren't fake news, but they are maybe political leaning. And so sure. right. nowadays, if you're a conservative, you tend to get your news from more conservative leaning right. media outlets. If you are more liberal, you would get your news and information from more liberal leaning outlets. And so right. anything published from the other side, you would consider fake news because it's of the course. other point of view and <laughs> they're crazy over there. They're, they're absolutely crazy. Yeah. yeah. And so, so I think we get some of that, even though the stories are probably accurate right. to some certain degree, but they're not painting your candidate, your party, right. your, your, your issue in the positive light that you would like it um, reported in. And so right. I think that's where, so it's a combination of, I think all those things. And, and yeah. I don't know if you agree or not, but that's I, been my observation. Um, I just do. kind of looking at it. I did kind of notice, um, maybe from the traditional news um, avenue, you you might know, um, you would have better insight on this. 
it, it seemed like things have changed and the world has sped up. And so deadlines and all that kind of a thing cause right. you to spend less and less and less time as a reporter or a journalist or th something like that. Less time on a story because of the deadlines that you have to meet right. and, and everything. So That's true. It yeah. doesn't seem like there's enough. It, you kind of glean over the top the top facts, the, the superficial right. facts, uh, facts, and then and then like the real meat of the story, where probably the real truth lies, isn't isn't dug into as much anymore. Do you, you yes. find that true? I think that's true. And in fact, yeah. um, I teach a class at the college called Survey of Mass Media, basically an intro to mass okay. media course, and show them. A, we watch a documentary every semester on. Um, uh, let's see. It's about Edward R. Murrow, who was one of the very first television journalists. Okay. Moved over from radio, uh, covered World War II in London, uh, and, and radio. And oh, they have wow. a lot of these old network correspondents who are talking about even the changes when this was made, probably in the '90s. Um, and one of the famous quotes that I remember from that documentary is, "You know, the news comes really fast, and there's not a lot of time to interpret the news. Right. We're too busy just reporting it. And right. whereas in the past." There may have been a bit more analysis and maybe a bit more investigative reporting. Sure. And so you get the news with a bit more context, whereas now it's just kind of, right. especially and especially I think in television, where the picture really draws and moves the story, right. and you don't always know what happens outside of that video clip. Exactly. What yeah. happened before the guy was dragged off the plane? <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> you know, we see the guy being dragged off the plane, and that's horrible. Right. Um, but what we don't see is maybe what what led up to that. So, exactly. Um, yeah. And that's just one example, maybe not a good one. Yes. I don't know yeah. how many times I've seen um, Don Knotts die. <laughs> The poor guy <laughs> dies know. every year. Oh, I feel terrible, that, you know. And then every every year, people go, "Oh, I loved him. He was great." I'm like, he's been dead for ten years. <laughs> Sorry, Don. Oh, God. yeah. But yeah, I think all of us, you know, as modern consumers of news, have a responsibility to, you know, question if the news is accurate. Question where yeah. the sources that we're getting our news. Even um, even from traditional media, yeah. like the trusted, the quote sure. unquote trusted news sources, you right. should question: uh, right. is what they're reporting just taken out of context, right. or you know, what's the what's the real story, the full story, or is it just a portion of the story that fits the narrative of the audience that pushes what they report? Right. Um, That's true. And I think again, if you are of a certain political leaning. Um, you know, step mm -hmm. outside the box to get your news or look at right. a news source that's maybe from the other point of view once in a while. Sure. Um, you know, and watch your blood pressure, but <laughs> but just to see what the other side's talking about and, right. and the same story with a different perspective might give you a little bit more of a 360-degree view of the issue. Right. In the timeline in my head, this is how it went, is I started seeing, which I'm a huge fan, um, The Onion articles oh, right. show up okay. on Facebook. Yes. And they were hilarious. Right. And so I was actually reading those because, you know, just highly entertaining. And yes. I didn't realize they've actually been around for a long time. They were in print and sure. everything else. So um, I think Chicago-based or something like that. Yeah, it's but a satire news site. It is. Yes. Yeah, so the onion is satire news. And I understood that. Okay, good. Just reading the good. stories okay. that they were satire. The funny thing, though, was watching the people that didn't understand they were satire. Right. And I really wasn't aware of any other of the kind of fake news mm -hmm. stuff. But there were so many people that were, that were um, they didn't understand that those were 
they're they're not true. Right. They're, they're satire. They get verbatim. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and some people because thought of your credibility, maybe Ken Collins. Right. That's what happens. If Ken posted it. Must be true. <laughs> some people thought maybe there's something to it, but they were sort of questioning, like, right. is this for real? Right. <laughs> and and then all of a sudden, from that, it seems like sprung up all of these crazy news stories. But I wanted to bring up that I've seen other satire websites or Facebook pages. Um, some are Navajo right. news from the really? reservation that do satire Navajo stories. Really? And it really drives people crazy because <laughs> they think it's true and they don't see the little disclaimer right. that's on there that says that, that does say that it's satire. At least they admit it. Um, but they <laughs> but they present some of these stories like they're that they're true and and even other you know third party sites that look like a newspaper or look like something right. legitimate and unless you look and maybe click on the about or, or about us or yeah, whatever do some you digging. don't you can't tell that it's not true and maybe these crazy things are based in fact but they're not right and then people share them and it makes my head explode sometimes. <laughs> it does. So what do you think a solution for that is? I mean, there there are some organizations now, including Facebook, right. that are taking measures to try and curb that. And see, that worries me a little bit because then, you know, you could talk about, we could talk about censorship and right. free speech. And so, you know, if, if you start blocking sites because you don't agree with them politically or, or what have you, or you think they might be fake, I mean, unless it's right. demonstrably fake... I think it's it's difficult to really make that call to say, you know, we don't want this on our site or not and in front of our three billion users. Um, I think I think part of what Facebook was doing, which isn't necessarily censorship, but they were they were um, kind of cleaning up their user base. Right. So I think they got rid of like thirty thousand. Um, what they're calling fake accounts. Right. Now that would be good because yeah. that goes against their rules and right. you're not supposed to have a fake account. And, and those accounts were then propagating these fake news right. things. So, um, and that's pretty much solely what they were doing. Yeah. So they kind of got rid of the account and if you as a person want to go out to one of those fake news sites and share a story, right. then that's you your right. You can do that. Right. So I, I kind of, I kind of agree with that measure, but you are right. I mean, it does kind of borderline it starts to go into that territory of of uh, you know freedom of speech and and right. and censorship and all that exactly but you know on the other hand it would be nice to know that everything you read on Facebook is legit and, <laughs> you know and true do you, and do you ever think that will ever like happen that? no no but it would be nice well, or could there be to. something maybe like a little banner that says, you know, this story has been flagged as potentially not accurate, sure. you know, yeah. read with caution, or or at least something that would give a the user label. something to say, oh, well, this might not be true. Right. At least you know. Right. So, so kind of like that. the skull and crossbows for poison or whatever, maybe. Yeah, the, you know. Or, or like, they're on, the to, on tobacco, maybe maybe a little fake news symbol. Or advisory <laughs> or something, like on the old CD labels or a something, right? Advisory, if you, if you, yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know. <laughs> You use that idea, Facebook. You owe me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Scott has copyrighted that's, it right here and now. That's right. It's going out in the public domain. Is copywritten. There you are. <laughs> I want the audience to know that Ken is kidnapping me, and we're driving to Mexico <laughs> because I don't think we've turned north yet. We're actually we're going to Canada. I was going to go to Mexico and change my mind, so now we're okay. Now well, we're going you know. to Canada. 
it's cooler. And That's the weather's true. getting it's warm. Getting warm I don't so really deal. Yeah, I don't deal with the with the heat down gotcha. well. So okay. if it were earlier in the year, we'd probably Mexico. Go to Mexico. I, I will, yeah. <laughs> yes, sir. Spring break. Yeah. No, we missed our chance. <laughs> Ken, you got to watch a news I, or something. <laughs> Pick up a paper. Come on. I'm trying to help you out. Buddy. Radio, of course, while I'm in the truck. Thank you. Okay, <laughs> I was gonna have to get out right now. Oh, I think I may be having a spell, because my entire life is flashing before my eyes. I know! Now it's Sam on college. We're taking Am a I tour! Dying? Am I dying? Is my and entire life flashing before my eyes? We're by the TV station. We now were, we're here at San Juan College. We're in San Juan College, where you've been an instructor since the year after you moved here. 1990, that's true. Yeah, Lord crazy. have mercy. Been instructor here, and now you run the radio station. Now You've I'm got your own talk show. General manager of KSJE, and I ten years this year. Isn't that wow! Crazy? How about that? That's amazing. Yeah. So yeah, I'm a fan of KSJE. You do a good job over there. We certainly try. And if you haven't listened to us, we encourage you to tune in. And you can do it even digitally. I know that's I know. Ken's world. You can stream us. KSJE.com. Uh, well, it's been a pleasure, my friend. Well, thank you, Ken. I'm glad we're in one piece. I know. And <laughs> I miss actually coming by and getting on the radio with right. you and all that. Well, so you need to do that. I'm going we'll to do have to do that talk again. marketing or something. Exactly. Or, or yeah. But yeah, yeah. That'd be great. Very cool. Thank you very much, sir. Good great luck with this. It's a lot of fun. All right. No makeup, everybody. <laughs> Just letting you know this is it. <laughs> so... You all know we're we're recording this ahead of time. Right. So it's not live. <laughs> so anyway, we took out all the bender benders. <laughs> oh. Oh. Kins Think Tank is made possible with help from these fine sponsors. Basin Home Health and Hospice, keeping you healthy, happy, and home since 1992. Durango Joe's with a smile, a warm greeting, and a great cup of coffee. Farmington RV Sales and Service, serving the Four Corners since 1959. I know who you are. I know what you want. If you're looking for print and radio ads, I can tell you that's not what I do. But I do have a particular set of skills. Skills I have acquired over a very long career. Skills that make me a godsend for business owners like you. If you hire Ken Collins Marketing to build your website, people who look for you online will be able to find you. But if you don't, they will look for you. They won't find you. And you'll go out of business. KenCollinsMarketing.com